Hello everybody, welcome to twitch.tv slash jchenzor, aka the Chenzor Dynasty. Right now my cat is just sitting there, you can see him on the other cam right over here. Like this, he's just, he's just sleeping here. So uh, I'm gonna have to be, I'm gonna have to do a very quiet, I'm gonna have to do a very quiet episode so that I don't wake the cat right here as I be give him belly rubs and stuff. My cats are trying to do a very, very uh, effective job of diffusing my anger and making sure that I don't get mad during unchensored episodes, but uh, this is this is just what's happening here. This is just what's happening here. So, all right, let's go ahead and get started. So, what are we going to be angry about today? In case you guys are brand new to Unchenzord, this is a stream where I talk about topics that are usually pretty controversial, and I give my very one-sided opinions in such a way that uh, is potentially not safe for work and very angry, and uh, and uh, I like to yell a lot during these sessions here. So, uh, today, what we're actually going to talk about is a topic that's been coming up a lot. I get this a lot on Facebook talking with certain people. I got this on uh, Twitch uh, a couple of days ago while I was actually streaming uh, some Street Fighter V. Had some people talking about this. And that is the concept of guessing in fighting games. I guess, right? It's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> I I'm proud of my title, by the way. Uh, but the whole concept of it is there's this really strong negative connotation to the concept of guessing in fighting games, right? And the, the whole thing about it is, you know, I was talking about this because we were talking about this on the stream. What was the difference between guesses, between reads, the, the, uh, and call-outs and stuff like that? And, uh, you know, I was playing Street Fighter V, and one of the main reasons why this topic actually comes up is that a lot of people hate Street Fighter V because they say it's just a pure guessing game, that there's too much guessing in it, that it's guessing, 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 whereas all these other fighting games don't have guessing at all. I played Third Strike. There was no guessing in Third Strike. I play Street Fighter II Super Turbo or Hyper Fighting. There's no guessing. There's all these people out there that insist that Street Fighter V is bad because there's too much guessing. And so basically, I started getting on about this, and I'm getting frustrated by this, because the problem with it is, is that every fighting game has guessing in it. Every single fighting game you play has guessing in it, and there's just going to be guessing in the game, right? And it doesn't matter how much you love your old game, there is actually guessing in the game. And the frustrating part right now is how much it has become such a negative aspect, right? When people want to insult a game, they're always like, oh my god, there's too much guessing in this game. But You've been guessing in fighting games ever since the beginning, right? I mean, this is, this is just part and parcel of fighting games. You can't have a fighting game without guessing. You literally cannot have a fighting game without guessing. Because the whole point is, if there was always a correct decision to make at every single point, nobody would be taking damage. Everybody would be doing the exact right thing every single time. The only reason why a fighting game exists literally is because there is guessing involved. Because at some point in time, two people have to make a decision. See ya, Nathan. Two people have to make a decision, and one of them is going to be right. 
And most of the time, that decision comes down to a guess. Yes, absolutely you can add to the conversation. And in fact, I have a mess up here. I am looking at the wrong camera. I should be looking at this view so that I can actually see the chat here. So if you want to join into the conversation, absolutely make sure you do at Jay Chenzor in the chat. In the chat, let me know. So let's talk about this, right? Let's talk about this. People say the problem with Street Fighter V is the guessing, right? When you get knocked down, you've got the guessing. It's the Street Fighter RPS. This is something that I've been talking about a lot this year is the Street Fighter RPS, which is the rock, paper, scissors, right? It's either the attack, the throw, or the shimmy. And in Street Fighter V, you play this a lot. You play Street Fighter RPS a bunch of times, and everybody gets mad because it's a lot of guessing. They're like, oh my god, there's all this guessing in Street Fighter V. I used to play Hyper Fighting. There's no guessing in Hyper Fighting. Oh, I used to play Third Strike. There's no guessing in Third Strike. That's what pure fighting games are about. That's what real fighting games are about. Look, we're talking about a game like Super Turbo, okay? Super Turbo, where literally the most powerful character in the game is Vega, and he kills you with a tactic called Hyobal, which is literally a 50-50 guess on whether he's going to stab you on the left or he's going to stab you on the right. Every time I land a cross-up, it's a guessing game all of a sudden. Like, how are you going to actually handle that situation as soon as someone crosses you up? Are they going to throw you? Are they going to uppercut you? Are they going to go low? Are they going to neutral? It's a guess. If you could wake up uppercut 100% of the time, am I going to try to bait out your uppercut when you get up? Or am I just going to walk up and do my media attack? That's a guess. That is absolutely a guess. Third strike. Okay, let's kill that camera over here. Third strike, all right? Let's talk about third strike, okay? Um, well, so case money, we'll talk about that in a second because it is a guess. It's not a pure guess, but it's still a guess. It's still absolutely a guess, so... Um, you think that people are how much time is being spent up close with your opponent rather than mid-screen. In a sense, there's more to having to guess. Yes, it's Matthias. It's Matthias. We will talk about that in just a little bit. It is Matthias. We will talk about that in a little bit. However, third strike. We literally just came from Cooperation Cup, right? We literally just came for Cooperation Cup where a Makoto was knocked to the ground by a Dudley. Makoto had no meter and the commentators, longtime third strike players were like, well, now she has to guess. There's literally nothing you can do. You just have to guess. You just have to guess now. And it's true. Dudley's either going to dart shot, which is unreactable, or he's going to go low short, low short. Both of them lead to super. Both of them are unreactable, right? There was a match where Chun-Li threw a Yun five times in the row in the corner because the Yun had to guess between throw or crouching medium kick confirmed into super. The Yun didn't really have much of it. It was a guess. Makoto is literally a 50-50 walk, is a walking 50-50 character. That's all she does is put you into a guess. Anytime she hits you with Hayate, now you have to guess. Is she going to command throw? Is she going to crouching heavy kick? Or is she going to low short into another, you know, lunge punch? What, what are you supposed to do, right? I mean, it is literally 
a guess. Everything is a guess, right? And so I know a lot of people already, I mean, look, let's keep going, right? Tekken, if someone gets up close to you in Tekken and they hit you and they're plus frames, like if a king hits you with an elbow, you have to guess now, right? You have to figure out which throw is it going to be or is he going to go low or is he going to keep attacking me with elbows or is he going to punch, punch, blah, 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 blah. Or is it a uh, soul caliber? Is he going to come at me with a horizontal or vertical? Should I crouch the horizontal attack? Should I sidestep the vertical attack? I got hit by a reversal edge. Here comes the guess. Everything is a guess, right? Everything is a guess in fighting games. However, what a lot of people are going to point out is that they aren't true guesses, right? That there's educated guesses. And this is where we start talking about fighting games. And this is where it all comes down to is that a lot of people, when they play the fighting game of their choice, they don't feel like they're guessing because of the fact that they're so familiar with the game right? So they're so familiar with the game. I had this exact same conversation with David on the Tuesday show one time where I even said that in Super Turbo, I don't feel like I'm guessing. I feel like I'm just playing and Street Fighter, I even bought into it where I said Street Fighter V had too much guessing. I was like, there's too much guessing in this game. And I kind of bought into that as well. And David was like, that's actually not true. You guess in all fighting games. And I was like, I don't feel like I'm guessing in Super Turbo. Well, that's because most of the time when I've played Super Turbo, I've played it so much. I'm familiar with all the scenarios. I'm familiar with all the setups. I'm familiar with the options. So I don't get a sense of panic. Every situation is known to me so that when I have to make my guess, it's not really a guess. It's kind of educated at this point in time, right? So, yes. So, Tooth Fairy saying is what they really just mean is the, that Street Fighter V makes you feel like you have limited options, not much freedom. Guessing is always there, but it's always important to feel free. And that is absolutely one of the areas that I want to talk about. So, Street Fighter V, one of the hardest things about Street Fighter so what makes it... So that everybody talks about Street Fighter V guessing and why it's so frustrating, right? Well, one, it's because you die so fast thanks to V-Trigger, right? A lot of times you make one missed guess and then you die and that's it. And like, gee, he hits you with one thing and then he gets, you have to deal with the Street Fighter V RPS. You're wrong, you're stunned, you're dead, game over. And it feels really shitty. The other problem, too, is that in Street Fighter V, a lot of times the guessings come at very rapid pace and they come very fast. And so basically, Cammy forces you into a situation. She throws you in the corner, so now you gotta guess is she gonna meaty? Is she gonna throw? Is she gonna shimmy? You know, when you're getting up in the corner, what are you supposed to do? And whenever you're wrong, guess what? You're back in the same situation again. You gotta guess again. And it's so frustrating to kind of deal with. It's just one of those things that people, it's hard for people to handle because they're forced into it so much. One of the interesting things about Street Fighter V is that they do force the situation a lot. I have made the claim before that Street Fighter V leaves you point blank to the opponent so much more than so many other fighting games. And that is kind of one of the reasons. So the, the whole Design of some characters is predicated around this, right? When you die to a Laura, that's how it feels. She like, okay, command throw you, and then now you gotta guess. Is she gonna try to dash up and throw you? Is she gonna what? And then she does meaty elbow, you hit a button, because you thought it was a dash, she hits you, and then she does standing light kick into light elbow again. She's plus two. Guess what? You're playing the RPS again. You're playing that exact RPS. You hit a button, she light kicks you, you get hit. 
You get counter hit. She doesn't confirm it, but guess what? After getting hit by the light kick, you're still playing Street Fighter V RPS. You're still playing that situation, and then she does something else, and it's just repeated over and over and over and over again. Um, and so you're just stuck in this weird situation where you have to guess a lot. So the problem is not that Street Fighter V is a guessing game. The problem with Street Fighter V is that you're kind of forced into that situation probably more often than more other games, and you don't get to play the neutral as much. So when you play a game like Guilty Gear, right? Guilty Gear is very similar. If Raven knocks you down, guess what? You're just guessing over and over and over again, right? If Milia knocks you down, if Zato knocks you down, a lot of these characters have ways that when they knock you down, you have to guess. They've tweaked that a little bit. Obviously, Milia's disc drops now. Zato is not as strong as it used to be. They made Raven's fireball go up. So they're trying to remove a little bit of that. But the problem with it is, is that there's still that factor, right, in Guilty Gear. If you get into a situation, there is a chance where you have to guess now. The reason why Guilty Gear doesn't feel as bad as that someone has mentioned earlier uh, up there is because there's a lot of mechanics that kind of circumvent a lot of that, right? Even if you guess wrong, you always have a burst, right? So you burst and then you uh, get and then you can get out of that combo but even when you burst there's still kind of a guess we've seen plenty of times when players are calling out bursts and they call it out and they kill the guy for bursting but we've also seen situations where someone drops a combo because they're expecting the opponent to burst and they want to bait it out so they guessed the opponent was going to burst and they didn't and then they drop the combo and the guy gets away right Still a guess in there. There's guests all over the place, right? The thing about it is in Street Fighter V, it's so hard to recognize that situation and it's so easy to get frustrated by it. By the more, the more and more I examine Street Fighter V, the more and I start to really understand uh, dude, Street Fighter 4's guessing game was barely, like, it wasn't even as much of a guess as, like, a pray for your life kind of thing with a lot of the vortex. You just got knocked down and then you had to guess. The other guy didn't have to guess because mostly they were safe. There was really very little you could actually do to punish them. And that's why I don't mind the Street Fighter 5 RPS so much is because for every option there is for the offensive player, the wrong choice will get them killed. Right? Whereas in Street Fighter 4, if Akuma swept you and then went for a mix-up, you just basically had to guess to survive. Otherwise, you would get hit. So that's kind of annoying about that. But um, the problem with it is, is in Street Fighter 5, the more I've studied the game, the more I've played the game, and in the re past few months, the more I've really tried to pay attention to exactly what's happening in Street Fighter V, the more I understand that the guessing is not the problem. Because the thing about it is, when you watch top players like Tokido, like if the game truly were a guess, there's no way he could be as successful. And here's the thing, right? The first guess when you play an unknown opponent in Street Fighter V is in a vacuum. And yes, one of the biggest problems of Street Fighter V is that there's not enough mechanics to make the guess a little bit more deep. The guess is literally rock, paper, scissors. There's a one-to-one-to-one. -to -one -to -one. It's literally Mega Man, right? One option beats one option beats one option beats one option. So what are the three options, right? There's me, well, there's attack. Attack will beat your button presses, right? So if I'm plus, if Cammy does standing medium punch and now she's plus three and she walks up and she does another medium punch and you try to attack, you get hit, counter hit, she gets a combo off of you, right? 
The next option is throw. If the opponent blocks because they're afraid you're going to attack, then you throw them, right? So now you're beating the throw. Now, on the shimmy side, if they think that you are going to throw and they throw tech, then you can shimmy them, they whiff the throw tech, and then you could punish them. So there's the RPS, right? Those are the three offensive options. However, the three defensive options, for example, is hitting a button, which will oftentimes beat uh, attempts to throw because uh, throws have five frames startup and a lot of times they get hit by that, right? The other option is just wake up and do a crouching attack that hits low, that beats the shimmy, and then uh, you block and that will beat the attack, right? Or EX uppercut or something like that. EX uppercut's too risky for the most part. But the thing about it is most of the time outside of blocking the attack, all the options you can actually punish the opponent. Like if you counter hit them because they try to throw or if they try to push their frame trap too hard and you counter hit them, it turns around very drastically and now all of a sudden it's in your favor pretty, pretty quickly. So I don't agree with that. I mean, I don't disagree with that C cipher, which is I feel like Street Fighter V should have more defensive options and more neutral play. In fact, I 100% agree with that. I want both of those things for the game, and I'd rather have the game have both of those. What I would like to see in Street Fighter V is more defensive options so that the RPS isn't so straightforward. I have the same complaint about Reversal Edge. I absolutely despise Reversal Edge in Soul Calibur, despite the fact that I love Soul Calibur. I just freaking hate Reversal Edge because it literally comes down to a guessing game. Yes, there are weighted guesses because some of them lead to combos and some of them don't, but in the end, like, sometimes you're just playing and the guy's just hitting whatever button they feel like and you gotta guess here, and in my opinion, not enough uh situations result in a neutral in a neutral status that's what i'm hoping for that's what i would like to see out of reversal edges i would actually like to see two decisions resulting in a neutral more often and so similar situation to street fighter 5 i don't like that it's a one to one to one i would rather have it so that there's like five options on the offense and then like four options on defense but option 1 beats these four but then option 2 only beats these three and then option three beats only this one and you know just kind of like weight it a little bit more instead of the one to one to one that's where a lot of people get frustrated from from the guessing right but again once you get that first guess once you get that first guess in street fighter five from that point forward it is no longer a guess right it is no longer a pure raw lack of information guess right so uh, one of the, when I was playing uh, on the Learn to Fight just a few days ago, one of the important things as I was doing was I kept calling out the Street Fighter RPS situation. Right? I kept calling it out. So every time I tried to do something, he would tech the throw. And then I said it. I said, you know what? I'm going to keep throwing. I'm going to keep throwing because I want him to tech my throws because I want to set him up for the shimmy. And I even put out a highlight clip of that. I tried to throw him. He teched. I tried to throw him again. He teched. And as soon as that happened, I said, all right, now he's shimmyable. Right? And so the players, the top players like the Tokidos, you know, like the uh, 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 Gachikuns and, you know, all the Itazans and Fudos and Knuckledoos and Punks and all these guys, one of the reasons why they're so good is because they can figure out what it is that you're trying to do 
and then just go from there. So you saw Punk, he played against El Chicote at Fa Frosty Faustings this past weekend. He got perfected in the first round and then he didn't lose a round from there. So the first round, sure, he was probably doing a couple of guesses trying to figure out what his opponent's tendencies were. And once he got that information, he was able to control it from that point forward. So that's the, that's the situation with guesses in fighting games. You are guessing in every fighting game you play, but there's just this weird reputation towards it that everybody seems to hate. So... Again, like, um, where am I trying to go with this? I'm basically trying to say that uh, a lot of times when you're doing guesses in fighting games, it is an educated guess. And one of the problems with Street Fighter V is that it needs a few more systems involved with it. And then, oh gosh, let me pull up my notes here really quick. Oh, hey, Jasmine. Um, so... You have to just kind of look at it in a different way, right? When you're playing a fighting game, so how do you handle this kind of thing? How do you handle a situation where you do feel like you have to guess all the time? And literally, like I said, is you just have to recognize that the situation is repeated, that there are patterns, that people have tendencies, that uh, you have to recognize what kind of opponent you're fighting. You can fight very defensive players, and when you fight very defensive players, you're going to naturally skew to trying to throw, for example. You know, these are the things that you test out early on in matches, right? So one of the things that I do like to do with Cami is the very first thing I like to do is try to throw as often as possible because I want to see how the opponent reacts to that. Sure, the first few times you're not going to get the damage that you want, but then you gain the information. When you get knocked down, that's the thing that you want to do. Every time you're put into that situation, you want to see what the opponent does. Do they do meaties? Did they do attacks? Did they try to shimmy you? And you have to start building that narrative. That's kind of one of the common things that I'm trying, that I've been trying to teach is understanding this narrative when it comes to guessing, right? So that's what you want to do in fighting games. Because even back in Street Fighter 2, for example, when Ryu got you into a fireball trap in the, in the corner, you know, unless you're Bison, obviously, and your jump is terrible, there was still a lot of guessing. In fact, just to even beat Ryu in Street Fighter 2 games required a lot of guessing. You just basically had to guess when Ryu was going to throw a fireball so you could jump over and punish it. It was such, a, such an important part of the game. Like modern games these days, you can walk up and block fireballs and really try to you know, scare the opponent because the fireballs don't push you as far away. In Street Fighter 2, when you block the fireball, you got pushed way the hell over there. So you had to guess to jump over it. Literally, if I play Kami against a person like Vae, his fireball game is so potent that I cannot approach on the ground. I literally have the best chance of beating Vae's Ryu with my Kami in Super Turbo by jumping at random. I can't even guess, right? Like, I just have to walk around and just jump right now, right? Like, that's how it is. So there's literally, like, it's not even a read. It's not a feel. It's not whatever. It's just at this point in time, like, I'm just going to jump. <laughs> what the hell? So I'm literally, you know, just throwing caution to the wind and trying to jump over fireballs. Like, that's, like, the whole concept of getting through a fireball pressure and uh, so, let me see, at some point, if you have perfect knowledge of your opponent's tendencies, there will be a point in any given match where the only thing to do is to be random. Exactly. And so, you know, again, all these games out here have a ton of guessing, and I, I, I don't think that's a problem. 
And uh, I know that, let me, let me scroll back. There was a couple of questions here that I saw that I really wanted to get to. Um, see, is there a game that's less about momentum and knocking down guessing and focused on neutral? Um, there's a lot of games that do, I mean, a lot of older games focused a lot more on neutral. So in Street Fighter 2, a lot of the times, uh, there is definitely a lot of neutral being played. It's why I'm actually super interested in MK11 right now, because I do feel like there's a lot of neutral going on there. And even in Smash Brothers, man, when you play Smash Brothers, as soon as the guy clips the ledge, like, that's the... That's the Smash Brothers RPS right there. As soon as someone clips the ledge, like that right there, just getting back onto the platform is such is basically where a lot of Smash's guessing comes from. The be the best thing about that situation from Smash is that there's usually a lot of very creative options to keep yourself alive. Like even if Yoshi's hanging at the edge, he can drop, throw an egg and land back up there. Ness can drop, throw a PK Thunder and then clip back on there. You can go back Backwards, you can go down, you can crawl up, you can jump up, you can roll forward, you can do all sorts of things. And so it's really up to the opponent to try to figure out what you're going to do. The nice thing about it is that the person on the ledge has a bunch of defensive options. And, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about Kuime. Uh, I remember, Ari, you told me about that before. You said they had really good footsies. I'm really curious uh, about that. So... Uh, MK11 is going to be SFV with defensive options. I'm not sure because they have that forward roll, right? So they have that roll and they have wake up attacks. So I feel like they're giving a little bit more defensive options. Samurai Showdown, uh, I, you know, honestly, I haven't played it enough to really be able to say that, right? I, 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 I haven't played Samurai Showdown 2 enough. I wasn't like an expert to really comment on how much guessing there was, in, there, it, there was in that game. So, um, Kui may take like 50% off of an anti-air, so you should almost never jump. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, SNK games? Yeah, a little bit, but even SNK games, the interesting thing about SNK games, like, let's talk about KOF, right? The movement options in that game are so powerful that you're basically guessing half the time you're playing neutral. Right, you will see situations where characters will throw out the move that hits right there in front of their face, specifically so that they can stop short short hops because short hops are barely reactable. Right, so between short hops, running forward, rolling, dashing forward, regular jumps, all sorts of things, it's very hard to predict what is that character going to do. So you're always preemptively throwing things out ahead of time, right? So I, I wouldn't even necessarily say that uh, KOF games have that much more neutral. Uh, right, short hop might as well be a try jump. Dude, so, you know, like I said, every fighting game has their, game, their, uh, their guessing game as much as possible. Um, even with the neutral game, almost every fighting game, the whole purpose of neutral is to put yourself into an advantaged position so that the opponent has to take take your mix-up. The whole way you open somebody up is by mix-ups. And the whole concept of mix-ups is that you're forcing the opponent to guess, 
right? So in almost every fighting game, the whole point is you're playing a neutral. So for example, Smash Brothers, you're playing on the middle of a stage, you're playing the neutral so you can knock them off the platform so that you can force them into the guest situation where you are in a much more advantageous position. Right, that's the whole concept of Smash Brothers. In Guilty Gear, you play this very intricate neutral game specifically so you can knock them down and exert your pressure that you have with Guilty Gear. In fact, most Guilty Gear characters have a minor form of vortex of some sort, right? Like Chip. Chip was super broken before the most recent patch, and even after the patch, he's still kind of messed up because what I kept seeing Bears doing, so even though he couldn't keep him in the corner, he put him in the middle of the screen and will go, find me! And then all of a sudden, you have to guess where Chip is and you literally can't even see the character. It's literally a guess but the thing about guilty gear obviously is that the neutral is really fantastic when you're playing the whole entire time and as other people said there's a lot of ways to save yourself right so for example you can whiff a button and see you're about to die and prc it to keep yourself safe uh or you have a burst and you have to think about the burst and having a burst is a nice thing honestly street fighter 5 having a burst wouldn't be such a terrible idea like if there was a burst in the game that took up your entire like two bars of v trigger like maybe that might actually make the game feel better so you don't get a v trigger but you get the burst and reset the neutral i think that's just really what it comes down to in street fighter 5 is it just doesn't feel like you get to reset the neutral so much and again this is the important thing so a lot of people used to talk about how much they hated wake up light punches in street fighter that wasn't the problem the problem was that there is a quick rise or a back roll which you have to guess between the two and if you guess wrong you get wake up jabbed right and so the problem in Street Fighter V is not that you're stuck in this perennial guest situation with no information. It's just that there's very little ways to circumvent it and there's very little ways to get yourself out of the situation. And it just happens so, so fast. And I, I so I wanted Shot Gundam is that I actually, <laughs> Shot Gundam, I actually wanted Street Fighter V to have a two V reversals for every character and have one V reversal that just is like a throw that only grabs grounded people, that grabs almost instantaneously, like in one frame, and just pushes the opponent away to about that far away, and then everybody's at zero. You know, that's the kind of thing that I want. I just want to have stuff be able to reset to, uh, uh, basically, uh, reset to neutral a lot more. And that's kind of the idea. Uh, oh, burst. I'm sorry. So, MNAST, uh, burst is a concept in a lot of the Arxis games where while you're getting hit, if you put it, input the command to burst, your character basically floats up into the air, explodes, and then drops down. If it hits the opponent, it launches them full screen away. If it's blocked, it, it's, it can be punished and stuff. Now, depending on the game, like Guilty Gear, if you're not getting hit, you can do stuff called Gold Burst, which have different properties, and Blaze Blue, instead of uh, bursting, you can use Overdrives, which are like V-triggers in a way, etc. So there's different mechanics built in with it, but bursting is essentially a combo breaker mechanic that... Um, has to be used intelligently. They've, they've designed the burst mechanic really well so that it's not just a free get out of jail card, but there are certain moves that are almost burst guaranteed and stuff like that. So, uh, do I think the majority of the players want more reset to neutral in Street Fighter V? Do you think it's about even or do you think you're in the minority? I think most people, uh, so, my answer to that is I don't necessarily believe I'm in the minority because I don't 
want it to only be resetting to neutral. Like if I were to able to tweak Street Fighter V a little bit, I would make sure a character like Laura would still play the same. I would still like her to be able to keep that crazy pressure on you so that she could play old school Street Fighter V. Whereas a character like Manat, I don't I wouldn't want to give her any defensive options at all. I would like her to also still die once you knock her down. That's the whole thing is that I want the variety in there, right? And that that exists to some extent a lot more now in Street Fighter V than it used to. Right? So uh Saga and G and Cat stop Killing my my tablecloth, please, kitty. Oops. Cat, stop, 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 stop. Stop destroying my tablecloth. I, I want the variety in the game. I actually want uh, more... Yeah. <laughs> when, when it is someone like Alex and he goes back into the neutral all the time, that's a disadvantage because everybody else gets through with that all the time. So, But the thing about fighting games is that fighting games is the most fun at neutral. So even though a game like Tekken has a lot of guessing involved in Tekken, and in fact, you know, blocking lows and parent lows are just inherently unreactable right in order to parry a low attack or block a low attack except for the reactable ones except for like hell sweep and stuff like that right so uh, or snake edge i should say hell sweep is not reactable if it's if if it's like kazuya and stuff like that but uh like uh snake edges and stuff like that those are reactable lows but for the most part most lows that are quick and don't knock you down and don't reward you hit you very quickly the only way you can really parry them is through option selects or through guessing right but the thing about Tekken 7 is that you can get back to neutral a lot now. So when you do get knocked down, it's a lot easier to get back to neutral and it feels better. Which is why I've always said in Street Fighter V, and sorry to everybody who's heard this a billion times, one of my pushes was to make it so that like, if you don't quick rise or back roll in Street Fighter V, you are unthrowable when you get up. So that sets you up for a cross-up. Now you block a cross-up, you're in the exact same mix-up again. Because anytime you're negative and the opponent is plus and they're right next to you, you're playing Street Fighter V RPS. But just even being able to get up and block the cross-up makes you feel that much better in Street Fighter I, I would imagine in Street Fighter V, you know, it's just that kind of option to be able to um, to feel like you're getting back to playing the game a little bit, as opposed to down, kitty, down, um, uh, to as opposed to just getting knocked down over and over and over again. In my opinion, I find neutral a little more exciting if I will be in heavy pressure if I mess up. That is why Guilty Gear and Skullgirls are exciting to me. Yes, I agree with that as well. So the whole thing about it is in Street Fighter V, like I said, they come fast and furious. Like the fact that Armika can do towards heavy punch and if you guessed right and blocked, guess what? You're back in the same mix-up. If you block Kami Stan medium punch, guess what? You're in the same mix-up. Things haven't changed, right? So I like to have the reward be good, but then if you do guess right and get out of the situation like it happens in Guilty Gear, it resets to neutral, and then you have a chance to play neutral again. But if you guess correctly on the offense against the person getting up, then you should be rewarded and keep getting damage. The hardest part for Street Fighter V is that I don't feel like there's enough reward for guessing correctly to get out of that situation, right? 
Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, that's a great way to state it, Tech Axe. He says, maybe that's all it is. It's a game where it makes you feel like you are empowered or not, in spite of the guessing situation. Exactly. Which is why I have hated the removal of Invincible Uppercuts. Because the thing about it is, if you think about Invincible Uppercuts, if I have the opportunity to mash an uppercut on my wake-up, and the opponent blocked it and they killed me, I feel like I guessed wrong. I feel like the opponent was smarter than me and you're like, damn it, and then you get beat up for that, right? Whereas currently, if I'm like, I'm going to guess block and you get tossed and you're like, well, I'm going to hit a button and you get hit, you don't really get that feedback because it happens quickly and you don't you don't see the huge obvious mistake that you made. When you get an uppercut blocked, it's like there's just su like it's just on there on the screen. There's nothing you can say at that point in time. You can't even be like I tech that or I totally parried that or well I blocked, you know, kind of things like that. As soon as you get the uppercut out, you're just like fuck <laughs> and that's it and you're dead right you're absolutely dead and uh so stickman saying he hates knocking down an opponent and get having to guess what they do on wake up that's just about being able to assert what you want to do yeah in street fighter 4 that's why there's so many options selects in street fighter 4 because you had to handle all those situations there were so many ways to get out of the situation street fighter 4 might be a, a little bit too much on one side where the defensive options are too good and Street Fighter V is like on the opposite spectrum where the defensive options are very are are are, are non-existent, are very bad. Uh are very bad. So um the lag definitely plays a factor, but even if we got the lag down to four, three frames, it's not going to change the game as much as people want to believe. That Street Fighter V RPS situation will still exist, right? So here's the thing. What's, what's interesting about this right now is a lot of people in the chat, you know, have been talking about this, and this is unintentional. I'm not calling anyone out, but a lot of people are like, well, isn't there any fighting games that don't have as much guessing? Or, you know, this is... The thing about it is, the one thing that I always want to make clear about guessing in fighting games is that guessing is fine. Guessing is an absolute necessary part of the game. And so when you hear someone talk about guessing is like mashing. They both have this negative connotation so badly that for some reason everybody wants to think that it's a bad thing when you talk about it. I hella mash when I play fighting games because there's a lot of places where mashing is actually very practical and very useful. There's nothing wrong with mashing, right? Like if I have to guess between left and right which way I'm going to uppercut, I have the situation where if Cammy gets the uh, EX drill, if she's in the corner, she has to uppercut the same way she's facing. If she's not in the corner, she has to uppercut the opposite direction she's facing. If you don't know if you're going to hit the corner or not, you can just mash between the two down back and down forward positions and mash kick and it'll come out no matter which side you end up on right mashing is totally i mash a lot of combos in street fighter 5 because of the input buffer it makes it easier right guessing guessing is the same thing every time someone's like oh you're just playing guest fighter or this is just oh this is you're just guessing blah 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 i mean like that's the whole basis of fighting games right if you create a mix-up you're just trying to keep the opponent guessing right? If you are trying to create a trap, any mix-up, anything that you've created, all the tech that you see out there is almost always predicated on having a guess situation. That's how you open somebody up. If you can't force the opponent into guessing, pretty much the entire game is going to come down through block damage, right? The whole game is just going to be about block damage because you'll never be able to damage someone if there's no guessing involved. 
Um, do you think if there wasn't the stun mechanic, the issue of guessing wouldn't be so bad? Stop it, kitty. Stop it. Um, uh, not necessarily. I like the stun mechanic because at least it makes people, like, tense up. And there is, it does create that ability for someone to make a comeback. And, and I do like that. I do like that. So, um, the least amount of guessing you can get is probably dive kick. Maybe, maybe, because there's, there's still some situations where you're guessing, right? So let's say you're Kung Pao and you get stuck like in a situation where, no, well, let me use a, yeah, I guess I could use Kung Pao where the opponent jumps, you see him jump and you're in this range. And now Kung Pao can't really do anything, right? So the best she can probably do is just jump and dive right away so that she scoots under them. Right, but now you're guessing that the opponent isn't gonna kick right away. He's the, the opponent's not gonna dive kick right away. Because if they just dive kick right away, you're gonna get yourself killed. So you're guessing they're gonna go all the way up to the top, and then you can try to sneak under them, right? So there's guessing in pretty much every single fighting game that actually exists. <laughs> yes, it's a kitty stick. It's a ki It's it's actually a Swiffer. It's a Swiffer, and uh, without the pad at the end of it, and because it extends, I can actually use it to uh, attack the kitty, so. <clears throat> right, and that's the thing, right? So again, what you have to understand is how to process the guessing in a fighting game. You have to understand what the guessing actually does for you, so. Um, oh, what's up, kitty? I don't know what it is about Jasmine these days, but she's really gotten to this point where she likes walking back and forth while we're streaming. She does this on the Tuesday show all the time now, too. I I'm not sure what the reason is, but um, hang on a second. Let me, let me take a break real quick because my throat is getting very dry and I did forget to get myself some water. So, But yeah, if you want, um, if you don't want guessing, turn-based is definitely a lot more important. So like some people are saying like chess or something like that. If it's, if you, if, but even like it's, it's kind of interesting. I guess it's not really guessing. It's just more hoping your opponent doesn't intuit certain things, you know. Um, but yeah, perfect information, exactly. You have to have games with perfect information. And, you know, that that's just the whole thing. That's kind of one of the main points that I wanted to have with this whole thing is that guessing is just such a part of fighting games. Now, uh, I do want to talk about why some games feel less like guessing than others. For example, in uh, Street... Actually, hang on. I'm, I, I said I was going to get a drink. Let me get a drink, and then I'll get back into it a little bit more. Uh, I'll be right back, guys. I will be right back. Do I have the We'll Be Right Back logo here? Yes, I do. Okay, pow. Okay, hang on a second. I'm gonna get myself some water because I'm really, really thirsty right now. Hang on a second. Ah, Jasmine, what are you doing? Ugh, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Um, uh, where is the, where is this thing? This is what I'm looking, this is, this is not what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for, okay. Grand Tour ads, huh? 
Shoutouts to Peter0611. Suck my nuts, Peter0611. Thank you very much. Uh, I might have missed a few other guys, so let me actually get to the other guys that have subbed so that I can tell them to suck my nuts as well. <coughs> they didn't solve Go. Go, they just, I mean, it's just its just basically the, the same thing where it just goes down all the, the, the machine trees. Just because it beat a person doesn't necessarily mean it's solved. Go can't. Go has too many options. There's just, there's no way to solve that. So, um, okay, I got everybody. So, Peter0611, Arik451, Drunken Banana, Big Kahuna Man, and Toga oh, Togashi Azriel was last night. But uh, those other five guys, you can all suck my nuts. You can all suck my nuts. Yeah, it's just as, as, as computer processors get stronger and as memory gets bigger, uh, it's just going to get to the point where computers should be able to beat, you know, uh, humans and stuff like that. Uh, but um, it doesn't mean it's necessarily solved. And I know Boats and Joes is, is really into this topic because I know he was a fan of, um, of, uh, of Go. Go is a board game as an ancient, uh, <laughs> oh my god, hang on a second, I gotta just do this, I gotta do this, I'll be right back guys, this is hilarious, so, uh, just wait. Okay. This is Go. <laughs> This is Go, okay? Um, here we go. This is a Go board right here. Um, you have all these Go pieces in here, but this is the Go board. Every vert every intersection is a place that you can play a piece and it's about capturing your territory. This game is entirely about capturing territory and it is a very complex and very very fun game. And all you do is just put It's okay. We're okay. You have to just put these little pieces down here like this on the board. So there's white pieces and then there's uh black pieces over here like this so it's just like checkers right the nice thing about magnetic white pieces is that they have little black magnetic magnet pieces on them so you can turn them into like pseudo googly eyes or something like that so you can be like hey every oh. <laughs> you can be like hey everybody how's it going oh god they won't stay on my face there we go my face isn't oily enough I don't know why I'm spending this much time trying to do this. Hi, every okay. Anyways, I'm done. Um, <laughs> anyways, the reason why I laughed and I brought this whole board out here to show you guys is because someone asked what is Go, and the very first thing I said Go is, and then I just started laughing. And the reason why is because of this instruction booklet that came with the this Go board that I have here that teaches you how to play Go. Right. This teaches you how to play Go. So let me read you the instructions description of what Go is. Okay. 
Go. Go is several thousand years old Far Eastern games which came over Japan to Europe nearly through the changes of the centuries. <laughs> There you go. So uh, let me repeat that again. Go is several thousand years old Far Eastern games which came over Japan to Europe nearly through the changes of the centuries. <laughs> And uh, it's probably kind of racist to laugh at this, but I've been laughing about this instruction booklet since I was like nine years old or something. I have had this board since I was like nine years old. Belong to Go Game. A Go board shows 361 points of intersection on its 19 perpendicular and 19 horizontal lines. Nine points of intersection, the star points, are emphasized through points. <laughs> The points of intersection serve just the easier direction only and have no special meaning of game. All of the lines are marked on the edge through numbers and letter. And there are 180 white and 180 black pieces. On many games, there are also white and blue pieces. <laughs> uh, yes, a strong welling in your chest. So there you go. Yes, you are Because of... Because of the summary, it is better for the beginners to play it on the smaller made board at first. For example, people can define the area between the star points. It is a square of 13 by 13 points of intersection. Anyways, I'm, this is not why I'm here to read all of this. So, <laughs> but it's just because you guys, I, as soon as I said go is, it made me think exactly of this. So, any case, um... I did not draw the pupils. The pupils are actually, uh, like I said, they're magnets. They're the magnets that are on here. Dude, ta tami Tamich, did you see that? Did you see freaking um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez made like the greatest all your base are belong to us tweet ever? Did you see that? That shit was amazing, by the way. Like I couldn't believe she did that. And I was just like, this is the craziest thing ever. It was basically an article that said uh, Republicans were polled about the 10%, you know, the $10 million marginal tax, and 45% of them agreed to, even 45% of Republicans agreed that it would be a good idea. And she responded with, quote, retweeting it and just said, All your base are belong to us. I just thought that was so good. <laughs> I just thought it was so good. <laughs> Because it was such an old meme. Like, how the hell would she have known? I don't know. Anyways, it's just, it was awesome. I thought it was great. I don't even like that meme, but I, I, I appreciated that tweet from her. So, anyways. <clears throat> All right, back to, back to the topic over here. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? That meme is even too old for her. Okay. Back to the topic. Guessing. 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 And there is a little bit of guessing in Go because sometimes uh, if you put a piece in an ambiguous place, you're not sure if the opponent is trying to capture this territory or capture this territory and, and stuff like that. So uh, you really have to be very cognizant and, and just kind of like, okay, is he really trying to make a play for this section or that section? Usually if you play go right, it's very option selecty though, so that you can put a piece down and it can serve for both purposes. So if the opponent tries to counter you on one side, you can go towards the other side and start capturing territory over there. It's a very, very complicated game. It's like Othello on crack. Right. If, if Othello is like checkers, then Go is like the chess prime version of it. Not chess two, the like just a chess, a complex chess version of it. So, 
Uh, Go does not have plinking. No. Mm, okay. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, guessing again. Where was I? Guessing. Okay, guessing. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, you know, why, you know, just kind of to highlight uh, certain things that make it so it feels like guessing isn't as problematic, right? There's a lot of ways to make it not feel as much like a guess, right? So like one of the number one examples of this is hiding guessing behind execution, right? This is something that's really prevalent in Street Fighter 2. Um, the wake-up game for Street Fighter 2 is, is a pretty strong guessing game, right? Because I can do a media attack into you, and then I can throw you, or I can, you know, if I'm Zangief and I knock you down, I can do light kick into SPD, etc., etc. And uh, the thing is that in order to do a reversal in Street Fighter 2, it's one frame. You have a one frame window to do a, a perfect reversal. So essentially it's like a one frame link every time you want a reversal. There are techniques to make it easier, but not a lot of people are good at that. So as a result, if you're playing in Street Fighter 2, you can actually go for things without guessing because of probability. You need to get your opponent to prove to you that they can wake up with a reversal so that uh, you'll stop trying to meet them perfectly every time. Um, Jasmine is destroying my thing. I mean, look here. Look, look what she's doing here. Uh... Oh no, that's the wrong camera. There we go. Look what she's done to my tablecloth over here. What are you, what are you doing to my tablecloth, Jasmine? Okay. Anyways, um, I did see that tap two GG, and and, and even uh, Terry Crews says that he he's down with it too. But um, so you can hide the guessing behind execution. So a lot of times when I'm a cami player, I will always just go for the meaty against an opponent because if they're wrong and they get hit, I basically win because they're stunned. So it's always risk worth the risk, right? Zangief, same thing. I will always do standing light kick into SPD the first time because I need the opponent to prove to me that they can perform the reversal. If the reversal window was extended to five frames, which it is in Street Fighter 4, and uh, I don't know exactly how many frames it is in Street Fighter 5, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same five-frame window for reversals then you would have the exact same guessing game, right? So every time I knock the opponent down, I would have to guess, is he going to wake up uppercut? Especially in a game like Super Turbo, where every character except for three of them have a wake up uppercut, right? I think only Bison, Dalsum, Teleport, maybe, and Zangief don't have wake up uppercuts. Although Zangief could just suck you in anyway. His wake up SPD will beat meaties, right? Reversal SPD beats meaties. So um, you would still have to worry about it against Zangief. So basically, if they were able to uppercut at any point in time, like you can in modern fighting games where the reversal windows are gigantic, then that becomes a guess again. So one of the reasons why the knockdown situation in Street Fighter 2 doesn't feel like as much of a guess is because of the fact that it's hidden behind execution. Wake up uppercuts, which are a lot of times even safe on block too, right? So if like Ken does a jab uppercut, half the characters can't even really punish him. Cammy, half the characters can't punish her if she does a wake up uppercut. And so like, 
if you could wake up uppercut every single time, you practically would, right? So uh, there's very little... Uh, so at that point in time, you don't have to guess as much because you're just banking on the fact that they can't wake up uppercut. Now, I've fought people who have been able to wake up uppercut very, very consistently. And when they do, then I have to play the standard guessing game. I'm back to the guessing game. You'll see Zangief's do stand like kick nothing. You'll do see Zangief's do stand like kick sweep. Right? Because they catch people trying to do uppercut motions when they stand up and crouch. You can actually catch someone in their legs when they're trying to uh, anti-air you. And standing light kick sweep is a true block string. So you're just basically trying to catch them while they're standing up. You start expanding on it instead of just going for uh, the same thing over and over and over again. Right? But that's only because... Uh, they've proven they can do that. Whereas in Street Fighter V, it's a given that they're going to wake up with an EX most of the time. That's like almost guaranteed they're going to hit you with that uh, if they want it, if they really, really want it. A lot of times I miss it because I try it so late. I don't even know why because I'm playing online. It's not like they can see me mashing uppercut or anything like that. So I usually mash my uppercuts really late because accidental offline habits, just making it because I'm afraid people are going to see me move. <laughs> but that doesn't even apply to online but i still do it so i miss wake up exes all the time um but um uh another way you know uh to, to circumvent it is like in street fighter 2 so this is one of the reasons why so one of the guys that i've been talking to a lot really argues with me a lot that he was like you are just desecrating fighting games you have you are te teaching people the wrong things there's no guessing in old fighting games street fighter 2 we never guessed and blah 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 and you know and uh, and uh again street fighter 2 Still has guesses. It feels a little less, but that's also because you have things like one frame throws that reach very, very far. So even if you're minus one, it's not, there's no situation very, almost ever that you're put into a situation where it's like, okay, it's your turn or it's my turn. Because throws are one frame punishes and they reach pretty far, so it's hard to be at a range where you can't be thrown as a punish. Uh, everything is punishable. If it's minus one, it's punishable. If it's minus two, it's punishable. If it's minus three, it's punishable. So there's very little, few situations that are so blatant that you are stuck in that. It's just mostly you made a mistake and you're going to get punished for it. However, Street Fighter 2 also has a lot more safe moves like Cammy's uppercut, like Honda headbutt. Most people can't punish it, for example. And there's a lot of guessing in the situation where in those games, you just threw shit out. Like if you watch Honda's play, they just headbutt. Like, like, there's so few things that are punishable. Like, people just like to throw things out. Fei Long will just walk around and just be like, I'm going to wreck a now, you know? And choosing when to wreck a like that is still a guess, right? Even if it's, like, trying to educate or, like, you're trying to fake the opponent into not hitting a button or you're hoping to catch him walking forward, it's still kind of a guess, right? So, whereas Street Fighter V, the guesses are very obvious and just compacted in one place. You know, Street Fighter 2 doesn't have that feel, but the guesses are still there. As people have mentioned, uh, like I said, I, I, I wanted to save this all towards the end, but we kind of got towards it a little bit. Guilty Gear kind of circumvents the guessing by, you know, having the uh, burst mechanics, the, you know, different tons of defensive options, instant blocking, uh, perfect guarding, and then uh, the, the green block, which I just call it green block. I don't care what its real name is. Uh, and then also, you know, just uh, PRCs and stuff like that to keep yourself safe. And then games like Tekken kind of... So Tekken, like I said, is very guess heavy, 
right? It's a very guess-heavy game, but it circumvents it a lot because it really weights it a lot. It really weights the guessing a lot. And weight, I mean W-E-I-G-H-T. Getting hit by a lot of the lows isn't as bad. And when you play Tekken, you just learn not to, like, you look out for the hard launchers, right? Like, so even though when you watch Tekken, you know, a lot of times you see someone get a launch and here's this big old combo, you know, one of the beautiful things that Forward told me is that he's like, most of the damage in Tekken, shout outs to AJP Brooks for the sub. Suck my nuts, AJP Brooks. Um, one of the things about Tekken he told me was that you're not going to do most of your damage through launch combos. Most of your damage is just going to be through singular hits here and there and pressure situations and just really kind of having the, the, the momentum, right? So in a way, uh, Tekken... Tekken doesn't uh, focus as much on the guessing because, you know, you're just taking small hits and you're really focusing on which hits to take, right? You'll eat a bunch of lows a bunch of times to bait the opponent into being comfortable with going with lows and then you can parry it or low crush it or, you know, block it and then punish, etc., etc. So, you know, a lot of the times... While you're getting hit by lows, those are all guesses. You're just going to eat them because they just don't cause as much pain as other moves do. So you're not going to crouch all day because then you're just going to get hit by a raw launcher and die, etc. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I can explain the suck my nuts lore right now, but uh, unless people don't want me to distract myself and talk about that. Uh, yeah, exactly. But if you get hit by one low in Street Fighter V, you're in the corner and you have to deal with it, right? A lot of characters were like that. Mika was like that before when she had better wall bounce combos off of the clap. Uh, Ken was like that for the longest time. Cammy was a lot like that. So, uh, I mean, all I'll say about Suck My Nuts, assholes, is that it was a tweet that was on my timeline. It was very uncharacteristic of me, and so it became super, super, super popular. And there it is. So uh, I, uh, I'm not gonna go into the full details of the lore because there is actual lore behind the tweet. But that will be coming soon later this year. So the lore will be explained later this year. So, um, but it ended up on my timeline. Everybody's pretty much correctly guessed that it was not me that wrote the tweet. Uh, but I didn't delete it because it was for a good purpose. So, um, I like Catboy Slim, by the way. Good handle. Good handle. So, um, <laughs> it wasn't David. It actually wasn't David. Uh, it wasn't David and it wasn't Hanzo Gonzo, which is what everybody thinks it was. So, um, but uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just talking about ways to kind of help you not feel like you're guessing. And so, I mean, really, honestly, the main reason why this, this, this whole topic is even coming up is because every time I play Street Fighter V, every time I talk about Street Fighter V, there's a lot of people who basically try to downplay the game as just lots of guessing. And again, everything is not a guess in a vacuum, right? If you're playing... If you're playing against a machine that had true RPS, uh, true randomization, and it was playing RPS, it would be very, very hard to win. You would win probably only, you know, you would win half the time because that's just how random works, right? But if you're playing against an actual human being, and human beings have tendencies, and you just learn personalities, and you learn to read different people. Yes, maybe the first time you put your opponent in the Street Fighter RPS, they're going to have to do a true guess. But 
uh, as the match proceeds, as you keep putting him into that situation. And again, it's not always going to be the same. It's going to be, you know, after a cross-up, after a stand medium punch, they block that. Once you knock them down, after uh, a, a difference, after jab, reset, and you dash under them. All of those are different stories to be told. And so for each one of those stories to be told, you kind of have to remember the storyline that has been told. So on wake-up situation, he's teched this many times and blocked this many times. After blocking my cross-up, he's teched this, he's shimmied this, he's tried to touch a button this many times, etc., etc. You have to remember them. And as a result, then you can start beating people and it's no longer a straight-up guess anymore, right? That's that's. Just just the, the, the way it comes out. So that's what a lot of people have to... I know, right? I'm getting to a point right now where I barely even see Jasmine walking back and forth right now. I'm actually trying to... Uh, trying not to... Uh, dude, some people are actually trying to talk about the, the lore on the stream over here. So... Um, that's funny. Uh, what about when you deliberately condition them like with a player who is teching your throws or it's the end of the round so I don't know he will panic and wake up super? Yeah, those are all educated guesses. So I'm not going to say that Street Fighter or any fighting game is about guesses in a vacuum. All those situations that are guesses, they're always going to be come with information. They're always going to come with information, right? And a lot of times, for example, if you're trying to fight against somebody, so... Uh, like, let's say you have meter for an EX uppercut against an opponent, right? If you see they don't have a V trigger built up and you see they don't have any meter, you might want to just go for the EX uppercut anyway. That might be your guess because if they block it, they can't hurt you as much. They can't punish you as badly as they could if they had a whole V trigger and all this meter and then you die. So you go for that EX uppercut. But then as the player yourself, you might even think to yourself, well, I don't have any resources, so his EX uppercut is less of a risk, so I'm going to block. So again, even the first time you put them into the Street Fighter RPS, the Street Fighter V RPS, there's information to be gleaned. There's always information to be gleaned, right? If you, if you do Reversal Edge and you're on a stage with ring outs, you're just going to do B. You're just going to mash B versus Astaroth or, you know, mash K just so he can't do B, right? You're just going to do that because if you don't, you lose. And so there's always going to be weights to all the different uh, options in there. So, for example, against Killick, against his kick follow-up on, on Reversal Edge, he doesn't really get a combo. He gets a very poor combo. So what happens then is then you'll hit A all the... Well, you'll hit... Which way is it? So kick beats B. So you'll probably mash B. So you can trade with B and then uh, beat A's. And if you get hit by kicks, you won't get punished that much. But the problem is if you do that every time, then you're giving information to your opponent. Now the killer can hit K to rebound and trade. So now if he hits you with kick, he gets a lethal hit and he gets big damage off of that, right? So again, you can't, it's, it's interesting. Every time you, the interaction occurs, it's a different part of the story and you you really have to understand the flow of the whole entire story. So that's basically what it is right there. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, look, I, I'm not, uh, unless you guys have questions, uh, I'm probably going to go ahead and just say I, I've said all that I've wanted to say on the topic. I'm kind of repeating myself at this point, so I apologize. Like I said, I had a couple of topics that I had 
lined up to talk about later, but the questions people were asking kind of got me there a little bit early. But uh, is there any other questions or any other things that people want to ask? So, for example, uh, Kona asks, can players get into a state where the traditional logic about what the opponent logically would choose can cause them to be surprised by something they didn't consider useful? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, Vae, that that's one of those Vae creeds that I have really lived by. And I have trouble doing because I'm the worst person at being random. I'm terrible at being random. But one of the things that Vi always said is like for every two logical things you do, make sure you throw in one illogical thing. Just keep throwing it around back and forth because that way you can't be predictable. I've always said that being logical in a fighting game is the best way to beat scrubs in a weird way. But then it is also the easiest way to be beaten by anybody who's good. Right, So just letting scrubs hang themselves by watching them whiff uppercuts or make mistakes or dash at you and die is the best way to kill lower level players. Uh, but against higher level players, if you just do the logical thing over and over and over again, guaranteed you will be destroyed so methodically. You really have to do a good job. And it's why players like Knuckledoo and Punk and Fudo and Itazan are so strong. I always bring up these names for a reason because they're... They're four of kind of the best at this, at being quote-unquote random. And one of the reasons why I name Fudo and Itazan so much is because they play a lot of Virtua Fighter. And Virtua Fighter is all about this, right? Virtua Fighter is all about conditioning opponents and then having multiple options as a result of what you did. And then you just kind of get them to the point where you're conditioning them. You're just conditioning them to the point where you've gotten them reacting a certain way every single time and then you can blow them up. So sometimes even if you play Street Fighter, for example, if someone's teching your throws and then they tech your throw again, don't be mad that they're teching your throw. In fact, try to throw them again. Try to throw them again and then keep keep them believing that you're trying to throw them. And then finally, when you have all the meter and you need a big comeback, you shimmy them and then they die because you combo into the super. That's just kind of the way it works. So uh, what do I think about guessing in Tetris? Uh, guessing in Tetris is more probability based. It's just more, uh, you know what? I saw a long piece a while ago, so I'm pretty sure another one's coming up because of, uh, of, because of, uh, uh, the seven bag rule. Uh, Gandhi versus FSP is a perfect example. Yeah, that, that match, we already had a video where we've analyzed that match a long time ago. You should watch it if you really, if you, if you don't know what that match is. Hey, Kitty, she's trying to attack the mouse on the screen. Really? This is what you're doing? Kitty. Kitty. Oh, the mouse is gone. Why is the mouse gone? Oh, there it is. Look, kitty. Look, over there. Kitty, over there. Do you see the mouse? Do you see the mouse? Oh, she's just looking at me. She just wants food. She just wants food right now. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, so any other questions that people have? CP skills. Do you think people focus on tier list too much because it can, it can cause a game to stagnate because certain characters don't get used? Um, I know a lot of people, you know, talk about like, don't use, don't go a tier list, etc, etc. The only reason why I use tier lists, honestly, the, the, the main thing about tier lists that is actually useful 
because some characters aren't as good. That's just that's just fact, right? It's just is the way that it goes. Is understanding how much struggle you should be facing, <laughs> right? If I'm using Cammy in Street Fighter Five and I keep losing in season three, I can't sit there and just be like, man. This character sucks or, or ah, oh, this is a problem because you see like 7,000 camis out there being very successful with the character, right? So you can't really blame the character. And so as a, by knowing the tier list, you just kind of know what you're in for, right? If I go into Street Fighter Five and play Vega, you know you're going to be in for more work than if you go into Street Fighter Five right now and play Rashid, right? That's just, that's just factual knowledge. That's not like bias or anything that's just something that you have to understand however that doesn't mean you can't be successful with vega that just means it's going to be a bigger struggle because obviously there are players like doomsnake who did very 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 well with vega during the course of season three when he was really really bad so it's not so much as to the point that, you know, uh, that you should be using tier lists by knowing who to pick. It's just you should use tier lists to understand how much more work you're going to have to do or how much less work you're going to have to do. Now, there are those people who just want to win, so they do play top tier characters. That's a problem of more of esports than anything. Uh, I wouldn't say that that's a problem of tier lists. I think that's a problem of esports. As soon as you put that much money on the line, that's just what's going to happen. I'm sorry, that's just what's going to happen. Like even in Dragon Ball Fighters, a lot of people drop low tier characters to pick up the higher tier characters because of the circuit. There's a lot of money on the line, right? You want to win a lot of money. And so you're going to pick the best possible chance you have for you to win. It might not actually be that you should have switched to a top tier character, but some people may just interpret it that way and actually perform worse off rather than playing the character that feels more comfortable to them uh, because they feel they're low tier. So uh, tier lists are a tricky thing to dance around. Tier lists are mainly just for information on how the lay of the land is, right? It's like basically saying, I'm going to run from point A to point B. There's four different paths, right? One is flat, the other one has hills, this one has uh, swamps in it, and the other one uh, is a road and you have a car. And so you just basically, well, okay, well, you know what? I, I, I like running through hills. I like hills, they're beautiful, so I'm gonna run there. But you know it's, it's gonna be work. <laughs> You know it's going to be work. You'll still get to point B, but it'll just take a little bit more work. And if you're the kind of guy who's just like, I don't like to work at all, you're going to go take the car and drive over there and play Vega in ST. I mean, um, uh, I mean, you're just going to, you know, pick up, you're going to take the car and drive down the road. <clears throat> I didn't say anything about ST. Love you, Vega players. Love you, Vega players. Um, what do you do when the character you're most comfortable with is Ryu? Well, Duck Helmet, right now Ryu is not a bad character. I thought he was, but he's been improved a lot to the point where a lot of people say that he's very strong. Uh, not very strong, but he's strong and he can compete. The hardest thing about Ryu is that to play Ryu, you have to have a such a strong understanding of the fundamentals of projectiles and projectile use. 
and it's one of the most complicated aspects of fighting games. I would teach it to you, Duck Helmet, except I am really bad at it because I have very rarely played projectile characters. So I'm actually not the best at the projectile game, but you have to view projectiles as pokes and you have to view them as a ways to, to nuisance the opponent. Think of it as a poke that doesn't go away, that continues going straight so it can't be whiff punished, right? That's kind of how you want to look at it. But then you have to be cognizant of, can the opponent EX through it? Can the opponent jump over it easily on reaction, etc., etc.? The projectile game is a very, very complex part of fighting games, which is why I'm really sad that it doesn't exist largely in Street Fighter V. Uh, in Street Fighter 2, it's always been one of my favorite aspects of the game is the projectile game and trying to work your way around projectiles. The fact that it's not... Uh, the, the fact that the projectile game has almost never been strong again since Street Fighter 2 makes me sad. But I understand it because as soon as you see Injustice where two guys are fighting each other with projectiles, everyone's like, oh my god, this is so boring. They're just zoning all day and they don't realize how hard it is to zone. And the people, because there's been so few fighting games that actually teach zoning, uh, that have zoning anymore, no one's remembered how to have the patience to beat the zoning. One of my favorite matches of all time is hyper fighting is me using Zangief versus Guile, which is a really almost kind of a hopeless match, right? But the way I love playing it because I, I, have, I grew up on that game trying to get around the zoning, right? So 100% I am an Ono fan over Hidaka, right? Because, I mean, look, we've got the Zangief and she beat Guile. So I'm 100% on Team Ono, okay? That's just, let's just get that out of the way right now okay so but that is definitely one of my favorite fights to play so um so there you go uh any other questions out there from anybody who is my tier list uh too early in street fighter 4 for me to say i want to see a, a bunch of matches before i can uh do, do that. Uh, what games what game do you think rewards you the most for guessing well? They all do. They all do. Because like I said, that is the fundamental basis of all fighting games is forcing the opponent to guess and just guessing what the opponent is going to tend to do. And if you can do that consistently, you are going to succeed at just about every fighting game you can play out there. So... Um Oh, oh, well, Jetstream Dan repeated the question. I, I actually scrolled up. Uh, when am I going to start playing Skullgirls competitively? Uh, Skullgirls is one of those games that I just have not had the time to play because I've been trying to focus on a lot of other things. And uh, it's tough for me to try to get into games kind of late and the other thing about it is, too, it's very MVC2-like and I've never been... Uh, good at MVC2 uh, so I, I know that game is going to be very tough for me to learn but uh, I mean if somebody can help give me a, like a really really com you know good reason to try to learn it at some point in time I I'd be down but with so many fighting games right now it's, it's really hard it's really really tough so yeah exactly those are the people who don't like watching hungry box and melee and that's why i love watching hungry box because it's all footsies it's beautiful it's beautiful oh st ryu versus guile lesson this year yes i will do that i will do that for sure 
Uh, Skullgirls is still played online 100%. Yes, it is uh, still played online. And not only that, it still has like the best net code. And it also has one of the best training modes out there. The training mode in Skullgirls is fairly immaculate. You can tell the options were put into the game by a, an actual fighting game player because he knows exactly. It's like save states, and then you can also program the, 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 the dummy to do an action as soon as you reset the save state. And then you can also, I think, have multiple save states so that every time you bring it back from the save state, they do like one of ran like three random things. So like you can just save state, reload your knockdown guessing game, knock that, you know, try it again, try it again and just practice defense, etc., etc. So uh, Skullgirls training mode is actually really cool. The tutorials in Skullgirls are well done. Uh, four tutorials, I just say that, uh, that's my caveat on every fighting game, even if it's Guilty Gear or Unist, they're all great done for being tutorials, because uh, I just I just have a completely different philosophy on how tutorials should be made, but, uh, and uh, there's, a, there's a pretty active scene out there for, for Skullgirls, it's always on sale on Steam and on PS4, you can always find it for a good price, uh, really, really uh, well thought out game, very creative game, and a lot of fun. So, you know, if you haven't tried it yet, please do give it a give it a chance. So, um, is there a new character coming to the SF5 next Tuesday? Is there a rumor of that? Have people talked about that? I haven't heard anything about that yet. Uh, I never settled on a character in, uh, Skullgirls. I think I played Parasol, and then I, uh, the last time I played it was before Squiggly came out, and a lot of people told me to play Squiggly because she's very Johnny-like. So, um, I think the greater tragedy is not even that people have less patience nowadays, but rather that it's considered a good thing to have less patience when it comes to a lot of things. What do you mean by that, Master PPV? Uh, expand on that, please. Expand on that. What's my go-to food for days where you don't care about eating healthy? Uh, it's always pasta. It's always pasta. As long as it's pasta and marinara sauce, like I will just I will eat that shit for days, dude, because I could eat... I just, I love pasta, dude. Seriously, I, I, I'm just obsessed with it. Um, either that or even just like, there's just certain Chinese foods that I could eat anytime. Like beef soup noodles I could eat at any point in time. Though beef soup noodles is a tricky one because beef soup noodles is one of those dishes that can be cooked really badly. Whereas I don't feel like pasta can be that badly unless the, the sauce is literally just water, which I've almost had before and it's gross. But for the most part, or if the sauce is a little overburnt, never mind. You know what? Spaghetti can actually be pretty gross when cooked pretty badly. So, um, What does growing up in the 80s have to do with pasta? <clears throat> Yeah, I know, right? I guess I would have to play Misfortune. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, now I'm going to cook myself some spaghetti later today. Uh, but, you know, just as a reminder to everybody, if you do appreciate the content that I'm doing here, if you do like the Unchenzords and the Learn to Fights that I'm doing, I'm going to try to get some Guilty Gear lobbies going. The, the Tetris Grandmaster stuff is coming very, very soon. I've got a lot of content. I'm going to be doing a bunch of First Attacks Redux, 
which I'm going to uh, basically take a bunch of uh, ducks and then uh, what I did with them in my old videos, I just made them swim in pools and stuff like that. I made them waddle around. So I'm actually going to redo that in some first attacks redux. No, I'm kidding. I mean R-E-D-U-X. I'm going to redo a bunch of old first attacks episodes with modern game content instead of like having hit confirms the hit confirm video be on Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I can do the hit confirm video properly on Street Fighter V and on Tekken and on Dragon Ball, etc., etc. I can actually uh, do that correctly. Dude, if I had a bunch of ducks that I could use on a stream, you don't understand. I would 100% do that because I love animals. I just love animals. If I could have like ducks and little baby ducks like crawling all over me, I would totally do that. I would totally do that. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to do Darkstalkers commentary because Street Fighter V Top 8 was at the same time as Vampire Savior Top 8. So I just love all animals, including cats, but I also love dogs as well. I'm not a dog or cat person. I've always wanted to own a dog. Eventually one of these... Oh, she hates being picked up. You just kind of meowed at me, didn't you, kitty? So I'm going to re... <laughs> She's an affectionate cat in other ways. She doesn't like being held, but like she likes to sleep on people and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> like, I know a lot of people who will laugh and say things like, I don't have patience for stupid stuff like the or stupid people. And I feel like zoning players and characters have been labeled with that stupid lame stigma. Yeah, that is definitely true. A lot of times the reason why people don't want to figure out how to fight zoning is because they just don't feel like they, they just feel like whatever the other person's doing is cheap. Like I've seen Harlequin matches where the guy is zoning super well and you're just like, holy crap, you can't get in on Harlequin at all. Stupid triple cupcakes and stuff like that. Then I played Harley, and I was like, I can't fucking zone anybody for shit. Like, I keep trying to zone them, and everyone just gets in for free. This is hard. A lot of people don't understand how hard it is to do proper zoning. And so when you die by it, it just it's a, it feels annoying because it doesn't feel like the other person is playing. It feels like they're turtling. It's the same argument that's always existed. Back in the day, it was just turtling. I even fell for that. I used to get mad at my brother when we were playing. I was just like, you're not doing anything. You're sitting back there. You're just turtling all day. Turtling had that concept of just like being annoying and you aren't playing honorable or you hate fun or whatever like that. But, you know, eventually once you start to understand it and you learn how to try to beat these kind of things, you can actually get past it. Yeah, like Justin Wong, like exactly like Justin Wong, right? So you can actually uh, get past those kind of things. So... Uh, and again, red, red arcade stick, the, the, the proper zoning just depends on the character. And really, what zoning comes down to is so much anticipation. One of the hallmarks of zoning is just so much anticipation that you just know what the opponents are going to do. And as a zoner, the most beautiful thing is to get your opponent super frustrated. Because the more frustrated they get, the easier they become to predict. So the more frustrated you are when you fight against the zoner, the better, the, the worse off you're doing things for yourself. And I've always said, there are fights like in Alpha 3, when I fought against Dalsum with Zangief, uh, that fight kind of sucked. But 
it's actually better a lot of the times if you're kind of in this range and you're getting zoned to jump back out to full screen and then get yourself back in. Reset the situation, reset your frustration and then calm yourself down and then get back in there. And that's how you win. A lot of times when you lose the zoning is because you're trying so hard to beat this distance right here that a lot of times you can just get back over here and then get back in there and reset the situation. It's so, it's so much more useful. So, um, uh, not really, Uncle DB. Uh, Jay Wong's laming out and zoning are very, very similar. They're really, really similar. And the reason why Justin's so good at it is because he is so good at predicting you and where you're going. All he's doing with the Minot is using half-screen fireballs to zone you. That's what he's doing. That's all it really comes down to. He's just using half-screen fireballs on you. He's using and then and then a quarter-screen fireball in the stand light punch. That's just it. He is literally zoning you with those buttons because you can't get in from the front. And then when you jump, he just anti-airs you and stuff like that because he knew you were gonna he was gonna you were gonna jump right. When you watch his match at Capcom Cup versus Gachakun, just watch Gachakun play. All he does is jump. He just keeps jumping. And it makes it really hard for Minots to zone that way. Like, because you just don't want to believe the guy is going to jump again and then they do jump again. Which is why when someone asks me, how do you beat Minot? I just say jump. Just keep jumping at them. So, uh, uh, yeah, Justin, oh, 100% TK Fate. Justin is gathering so much information on you while you play. You dash and you hit up, get hit by something. You He can sense the frustration the entire time he's playing against you. Because I'm telling you right now, if you play Monat online and you think that you can just lame people out by hitting jab and fierce all day, please do it. Because they're going to find out. You're going to fight against someone who just jumps at you all day and you are going to get destroyed so fast. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. You're going to die so fast. Justin Wong is so good at sensing the frustration and knowing when you're going to jump because he has played lame for so long that he has just gotten so good at reading those situations. That's basically what it is. So uh, so Noxid says that he still hates the shit out of zoning. Street Fighter 4 was boring with it. Uh, Tekken, yeah, Tekken doesn't really have zoning much. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely an acquired taste. But the thing about it is, what I don't like is when people say that zoning is boring or when they say zoning is, uh, stupid or that it shouldn't exist, right? Like if you're a Smash player and you're like, the way Hungrybox plays Jigglypuff shouldn't be in the game. That's where the mistake of opinion comes in. I, I believe that, and it's just an opinion, so no one can be truly wrong. Well, that's not necessarily true, so never mind. I'll take that back. But in this case, they're not truly wrong. But at the same time, you have to accept that it's in the game and figure out how to beat it instead of just complaining about it kind of thing like that. So, uh, let's see here. Okay, uh, any other questions, guys? Otherwise, I'll probably go ahead and just call it for this episode of Uncensored. Um, I'll probably stream a little bit later today uh, if I can get either the Tetris up and running or if I can, or I might just go online with Soul Calibur or something like that just to play some fighting games because I'm really itching to play some fighting games. So let me know. 
Uh, I will play RE2 at some point in time. I need to get through Spider-Man first. Maybe I will just play Spider-Man tonight to try to get through that as fast as I can so I can get to RE2. So, um, but again, uh, as a reminder to everyone, if you appreciate this content, if you like these shows, if you like all the things, I got distracted when I started talking about Redux. But um, if I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be doing a bunch of first attack episodes again, uh, where I, you know, re go through a lot of old topics like attack vectors, hit confirms, what's an option select, how do frame traps work? Uh, what are all the topics that I have here? Because I have like a gazillion topics here for uh, ready to go uh, for first attacks, um, safe jumps, meter managements, what a key moment is, uh, you know, understanding a strategy, the, the strategy ladder, like hitting walls, what exactly is defense, how you whiff punish people, how do you use a joystick, these kind of things, you know, how do you choose a character, you know, uh, how the life meter affects matches and stuff like that. So I've got a whole bunch of first attack episodes coming out. If you guys enjoyed this kind of stuff and you like seeing this kind of educational content and you want to support me so that I can keep doing this, uh, please consider subscribing, donating, or bits. Uh, we can do... Uh, you, and if you have Amazon Prime, you can sub through Amazon Prime. You can also just subscribe normally. You can also just donate. There's also the options for bits. Uh, there is also the option to pick up uh, cool swag at 86th.com, like this cool Shoryuken shirt here. Very classy, very nice design, not, not, not too loud. Shows that you're a gamer without being all weird about it and stuff like that. So you can do that. Boats and Joes put that link in the chat, stuff like that. So how do you determine which urinal to use? Uh, I usually just try to find the one that's the furthest in the corner. Uh, you can also join my Discord as well. Uh, I'll type the Discord. I think the Discord link was already posted. So, uh, But you can join the Chen Chenzor Dynasty Discord. Uh, that's true. I do want to force them into the corner. Um, so there you go. Lots of different ways to support me. But also, um, probably best way to support me would be to, uh, you know, just follow me here on Twitch. Uh, follow me on Twitter as well at twitter.com slash jchenzor. And just let me know and like tweet at me. Let me know that you enjoy the content that I do so I can retweet it. To people so that they can see that a lot of people are enjoying the content that I do, etc., etc. And the last thing that you can do to support me right now is to stick around on the stream for a little bit because I am going to feed some cats. But I'm going to run some ads first and then I'm going to go feed the cats. And you do not want to miss that because feeding the cats is such an enjoyable moment. So let me run some ads real quick and then I will feed some cats. <coughs> No problem, fanatical milk. I like answering questions. Even trolley ones. Because answering trolley questions seriously, I think, is actually one of the funniest things to do. Which, of course, means now all of you are going to be sending me really, really trolley questions. But still, it's funny. It's funny to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Eris... Eris, what, he, like, bans people who, like, actually try to ask questions or something? I can't remember what it is now. He sees the cat, and is he gonna touch it? 
trying to get myself googly eyes. <laughs> oh, I've lost an eye. Anyways, uh, um, who's the FF waifu? Quistus. Quistus is my FF waifu. Ever played Tales of Vesperia? No, I've never played any of the Tales games, though I watch my ex play that a lot because she was obsessed with the Tales games. Am I going to be watching Genesis? If I can, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> this is your brain on drugs and you pointed at yourself. <laughs> All right, 60 more seconds of ads. 60 more seconds of ads. I do like glasses on women. I do. I am a big fan of glasses. I am a big fan of glasses. Uh, but I'll try not to be creepy and weird about it. So there we go. I'm awake. I'm I'm paying attention to class. I promise. Uh, <laughs> you double dare me to do a crawl. All right, I'll talk to Jonas. I'll talk to Jonas. Uh, glasses on men. Uh, I've always panicked about glasses on men because I don't like how I look with glasses, though I'm going to have to get glasses very soon. Uh, I have had LASIK before, but my eyes have just gotten bad again. So, uh, Is there any non-fighting competitive style game that I like? Uh, yeah, Warlords, baby. Let's play Warlords, dude. Let's do this. Uh, five seconds left. Favorite Smash player is Hungrybox. Hungrybox is my favorite Smash player. I know uh, he is uh, not particularly well liked for his turtle style and stuff like that, but I love it. I love watching it, and when he won Evo, I was super, super, super happy. So, oh, actually, how am I going to feed the cats without my laptop? I'm going to have to figure out a different way to show you guys how to feed the cats with this camera. Shoot, I've never tried to do this before on this on this setup here. I've totally forgot about that. But I still want to feed cats because I don't want to lie to you guys. Okay, so here we go. Let's see if I can do this. Uh, devices, video, Logitech. So here's this webcam here. So what I'm going to do is slide this up here like so. I'm going to drop this down under, there we go, so now it's down there, so let's see if I can move camera, okay, so here's the camera into my kitchen over here, so I'm going to sit back down and fool my cats into thinking that I'm not feeding them just yet, and then I'm going to do this. Oh yeah, you see her running over there. Okay, okay. Let's do this now. Let's do this. I'm gonna put this over here. There we go. Kitties are going to get some food. There we go. Oh. We've got Paul licking and Paul licking chicken and liver recipe for the cats. And the cats are following me wherever I go. All right, hopefully you guys can still hear me. And Nathan is meowing like crazy at the cat's pace. 
because that's just what they do. More of an even distribution for them. Got a lot of sauce left over in this thing. Jasmine likes. Oh, kitty! Here, come on, Jasmine. Good girl. Good girl. There we go. Yeah. Oh, that's feed the cat. Now my cats are eating right now. You can actually hear the cat meowing? Dang, this, this, this is, or you can hear me. You can hear me. Dude, they let a lot of the Japanese players help with Ultimate. That's why the computer is so good. Are they patient? All they do is just walk around in circles all day. That's all they do. All they do is walk around in circles all day. They pace a lot. So whenever I feed them this particular brand of cat food, I have this cup left over over here. As you can see, there's still a ton of sauce left in this cup. And so usually what I try to do just as a way to, you know, just to spoil Nathan is I, I, I'll give him some. Drop the little food over here, kitty. Well, you don't want to eat that? Really? That's how it is? My cat not like liver? He's licking the bowl now. Come here, kitty. Oh, come here, kitty. Oh, okay. So, hopefully this camera view is good because I can't, I can't see my screen while I do this. But here you go, kitty. Just back to Jasmine and Nathan here. Oh, Nathan found the bit of food that was on the ground. There we go. There we go. Oh, look at that cat butt. 
Basically, what Nathan does now is he just waits for um, he just waits for Jasmine to finish eating and then goes and licks everything there. Oh, oh no, oh no! Best cartoon cat, huh? Best cartoon cat. Wow, what a question! What a question! There's so many cartoon cats. Hard to decide. Wordsworth is actually pretty cool, for sure. But there are so many cartoon cats, it's really, really hard to say. Heathcliff. <laughs> that cat definitely could eat a lot, for sure. Is anime legal to cat girl? I mean, cat girl, does that really count, right? Because they're half human. I actually don't know much about Top Cat, to be honest with you. Hobbs is a pretty freaking amazing cartoon cat, yes. Hobbs is amazing. Although Hobbs is not necessarily who I'd want to be my friend. <laughs> Tho from Tom and Jerry? I don't even know who Tho is. What's my favorite CEO player entrance? That's a good... I'm probably the Dominion one. The Dominion one's probably my favorite one. Not just because I was a part of it and I was told ahead of time, but it was actually awesome. But that one was just super funny. I, I felt like I sold it well because I knew about it and David did it. So when I was, when I was able to kind of string David along a little bit, Everybody wants to be a cat Because the cat's the only cat Who knows where it's at Everybody wants to hear the feline swing Homework assignment, cat to Not Garfield, oh god Oh god, not Garfield Ren and Stimpy is a weird one just because the cartoon got a little too weird. Pink Panther, man. Beerus? I mean, I was I never watched Dragon Ball, so I don't have anything for uh Beerus. Suffering fuckatash. <laughs> the cheetah transformer. <laughs> cat bus. Cat bus is pretty cool. Oh, uh, the cat from uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Love that cat. Always forget. I always forget his name. 
Gigi, yes, Gigi, yes, yes. That's actually a pretty awesome cat as well. I also was a little biased because Gigi is a black cat, so I was just like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Man, Jasmine is taking a while to eat. She is just taking her time. I've never seen her eat this long before. Cat from outer space. I used to watch that so much when I was a kid. Holy crap. Ah, Jasmine is... <laughs> I love how they always like walk up to check the camera and there goes Nathan to clean the bowl. Yeah, but Jasmine's not letting us watch that because Jasmine is uh, just uh, trying to figure out what this camera is all about here. Oh, there we go. Hi, Jasmine. Here. Oh, don't worry, Boats and Joes. I'm super excited because I'm right there. Oh. 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 <laughs> Jasmine has escaped. Okay, anyways, thanks guys for hanging around and talking about cats at the end of this. Hope you guys enjoyed the stream. I'm going to probably go make myself some spaghetti. And uh, I might see you guys a little bit later tonight, so... Have a good night, everybody, and, uh, you know, whenever anybody does anything to make you mad in a fighting game, just remember to tell them to suck my nuts, asshole. Peace out, and have a good night.